0: Hello, and welcome to 15 Minutes to Change the World, where in 15 minutes you can learn a bit more about the world and how you can help change it. My name is Lama al-Safi, standing in for Kasha Sushin as host of this podcast. In this episode of 15 Minutes to Change the World, we're looking at humanitarian aid work. What does it mean to be on the front lines in the fight against poverty, hunger, and inequality? What are the challenges, and what are the benefits of this work? Our guest today is Ramzi Saliba, a program manager with Care Canada since 2018. Ramsey works in our humanitarian programs division. Welcome, Ramsey. Thank you for joining us today. Hi, thank you. So for some of our listeners who don't work in the humanitarian sector, can you tell us what it means to be a humanitarian and what that work entails?
1: Yes, sure. So uh, being a humanitarian is uh, mostly going against traffic when everybody is uh, leaving an area where a disaster or crisis has happened we're actually going into that area to provide life-saving aid and uh, support to the people who are affected by whether conflict or natural disaster or public health emergency.
0: And can you tell us a bit more about your career? How did you end up working in the humanitarian field?
1: So, so I had a, a bit of an untraditional trajectory in my career where I started in the science field, basic sciences and like cellular and molecular biology. Oh. And then I shifted from there and disaster management and humanitarian aid was something that I was really interested in and fascinated with ever since I was uh, young. Um, So it it was always something like I kind of followed up on the side. And then um, until finally I decided that I needed to make uh, a career out of that. So I quit my job in uh, 2012 and uh, traveled to the uk did a diploma in humanitarian assistance and um, eight or nine years later here i am
0: very good well we're very lucky to have you here at care what do you think are some of the biggest challenges humanitarians like you face
1: so yeah challenges can be divided into several areas maybe um Definitely the, the intensity of the work and uh, because we work long hours, long days, extended periods of time, and we're always facing um, or exposed to trauma and, you know, severe, horrible stories of survival, but of also, you know, tragedy. So mentally, it's it's tasking. It takes its soul on us um, if we don't manage a work-life balance. Um, and physically as well because of the workload. Um, sometimes also we're deployed in very hard places. The working conditions are hard, living conditions are hard. Um, safety and security is always a main concern. And then you also have you know, the time away from home, time away from family and friends. Um, that, those are definitely some of the main challenges that we face.
0: What was your most recent deployment?
1: The last trip I, I had was to, uh, to Nepal. Um, where, we were, uh, where we are implementing a, um, a recovery project from the earthquake that uh, struck Nepal in uh, 2015, um, and so that I went there for a couple of weeks to uh, to check on the project progress and meet, uh, meet some of our beneficiaries there, uh, there as well.
0: Ramsey, can you tell our listeners what are the biggest benefits you've experienced as a humanitarian?
1: it's a very rewarding job despite all the uh challenges that i just mentioned a couple of minutes ago um it definitely is very rewarding because you can you can see immediately the impact of the work that you're doing and you also uh get to meet you know a lot of the people that you're supporting and you you build bonds with them and and, and you also like meet with other people in the sector working in different countries and different situations and you get to share that. So, uh, so definitely there's a lot of uh, um, gains there as opposed to the challenges.
0: What has been the most inspiring moment for you in your work with Care Canada?
1: yeah so actually I'm, I'm going to go back to that Nepal trip and uh, so we were uh, we were meeting with beneficiaries in very remote areas that were severely affected by the earthquake in, in one of the villages where um, ninety to ninety five percent of the houses were destroyed um, and then so the project is uh, to to uh, to provide access to safe water and sanitation facilities in those villages. Um, and then we were talking with, with, uh, with a mother's group. And then one of the mothers uh, took, me, took me aside. Um, and I was with, uh, with my colleagues from Nepal. So they were doing the translation for me. And so this mother, very shy, um, very humble lady, uh, she looked at me and she said, I don't have anything to give you back but just know that you have changed our lives and this project has saved our lives. We will never be able to repay you, but know that we are very grateful. And that these are like these small moments that makes it all worth it.
0: So can you tell us what are the qualities that, that make a good humanitarian
1: worker? So humanitarian workers need to be detached but not dissociated maybe. Um, you need to, put, to just put some distance to protect yourself um, and not put yourself in people 's shoes, but you need to still be able to relate to what people are going through and not become a robot and not look at people as um numbers and cases and just a piece of paper um so so that 's the tricky balance that uh that you need that we need that we need to maintain um a good humanitarian worker is someone uh, who has compassion who who is able to um, who is able to work under uh, difficult conditions and not complain. <laughs> um, and and it's someone who, who, you know, treats people based on uh, our four main principles, basically based on humanity, and then who is able to maintain their neutrality, their impartiality, and their independence. And any breach of those four principles can put put the humanitarian worker and their whole team and their beneficiaries at risk. Um, so just, you know, you have to care about, uh, those you're helping and, uh, you shouldn't be carried away by emotions, I would say.
0: Ramsey, tell us about your experience on your very first trip as a humanitarian worker.
1: Um, so my, my first trip I ever did as a humanitarian was a bit of, um, it was a lot of excitement and at the same time, a lot of, a lot of overwhelming feeling of, a feeling of being small to the face of, the scale of the emergency and it was for the it was in response to the influx of Syrian refugees um, in 2012. so definitely like we were we were working like machines um, uh, working in across different sectors we were establishing a new response which which is a huge undertaking Um, and then the stories we heard and the cases we've seen and we were we were exposed to it was a lot of uh, a lot of you know a mixed bag of emotions where you want to be empathetic to the people you're working with but you also need to not get carried away with those feelings and maintain your objectivity and deliver your your uh your programming um, and make sure you're doing things right uh, because you know in our work we have a lot of standards and principles that we need to maintain otherwise we jeopardize our whole interventions and Building that, or building that wall, or being a little bit detached from the emotions that you're feeling, was a bit, uh, was a bit overwhelming and hard to deal with. But, um, but yeah, it it doesn't deter you. Like it 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 just gives you more motivation to to do more. Um, so so, I think the first intervention always shapes your your whole career in this sector, uh, and it has definitely shaped mine.
0: Ramzi, we like to give practical tips to our listeners. So how can someone who's interested in building a career in humanitarian work get started? Do you have any practical tips who, for someone who might be listening at home right now or in their car on how they can get their foot in the door in humanitarian work?
1: Definitely stay informed. That's a first step. If, if it's something that you think is uh, you can do for a career... There are small courses, courses that you can take. You don't, you don't need to go into two years master's programs or anything. There are some very short uh, courses that you can take. And then do some volunteer work, connect with uh, people already in the sector, find out more. And then through volunteering, you can, you can test yourself whether this is something that you really like and that you, can, that you really like for the long run, not just for one, for one month of volunteering. Um, uh, because as much as it is rewarding, it is also um, not the uh, easiest job in the world. Um, So uh, definitely uh, get informed, get in touch, and then just put yourself out there and try and do it.
0: Thank you so much, Ramsey, for taking the time to talk with us today. It was a pleasure speaking with you, and we appreciate you sharing your story with us. Thank you to all of our listeners for tuning in. As always, you can stay up to date on our newest episode of 15 Minutes to Change the World on Spotify and iTunes.